0: This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to People Talk. People Talk is about getting ahead at work, becoming a leader, establishing your personal brand, and motivating yourself and those around you. Hosted by Angela Hall, who has decades of experience working in the field of human resources, you can expect lively discussions about topics like workplace politics, dealing with difficult employees and clients, creating an inclusive workplace, and jumpstarting your career. Here's your host, Angela Hall. Hello, this is Angela Hall, and welcome to another episode of People Talk. At People Talk, we talk about all things related to work career, balancing work and family, anything related to work, we're here to talk about it. So this week I'm gonna be talking about something that will be near and dear to everyone. Do you have the pandemic blues? I know many of us do. We're at this phase where we've been in this pandemic survival mode for several months now and it's wearing, it's fatiguing. At the very beginning, we were concerned with just surviving. You know, it was strange, but we were put on lockdowns. There weren't enough masks. There weren't enough hand sanitizer. We were worried about toilet paper. Come on, did you ever think you'd have to worry about a toilet paper shortage? No. And now we're in our new normal, at least for the time being. I mean, we've gotten some good news about um, some vaccines and you know, it looks like um, vaccines will be coming out soon, but that's not going to um, make this pandemic go away. People still need to be vaccinated. People still need to develop antibodies after the vaccine. So how we're going to be doing business is going to be like this for at least, I don't know, could be six months, it could be a year. We don't know. So how do we get out of what I like to call the COVID blues? What are some things that you can do for yourself and some things that you can do for the people that you supervise, lead, work with in order to motivate them, keep them on track and don't succumb to the COVID blues. Now, think about it. COVID has been a situation where I mean, literally, it's life and death. It's affected so many communities, um, particularly communities of color, our essential workers, our frontline workers, our medical workers. And of course, that the way they do their work coming face to face with individuals is going to be changed, possibly for the future, you know, for, you know, not just after this pandemic, but forever. But how about people um, who are, you know, we're not essential workers in the sense that we're going into face to face situations. We're not frontline workers. You're like me I'm a college professor, I'm an attorney, I'm a consultant. I work basically from home. Um, how do you handle, how do you deal with the issues of being demotivated? What are some things to do to keep you to your, keep your mental health on track so here's some here are some, some uh, suggestions first of all it's really hard for some people to start their day um, when there is no deadline to get to work you know a lot of times when people are particularly white-collar workers um, no one is having them sign in or such. There are some jobs that are like that. There's some um, organizations that want people to have their Zoom running in the background and, 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 and minimized, and you know they have to check in. But for, for most people, even if that's a situation, you have a lot more structure on how you can, or I should say discretion, on how you can structure your day. So, One of the things is to set a schedule. Um, Maybe you can take advantage of the fact that, hey, you know, I'm not a morning person. So maybe I start work at nine rather than eight, as long as my boss is okay with it. And, you know, if your boss is okay and that makes you more productive, I say go for it. Other things to, so other things to do is you need to make sure that you though keep a regular schedule and that you hold yourself accountable to that. It's very easy to say, hey, I'm not going to, you know, I need a day off or I'm just going to keep on, keep keep on hitting that snooze button until, um, you know, 10 or 11 or 12, you know, but that's not a good way to be productive. Some ideas are to create a schedule, um, not only when you have your official start time, but write down some goals that you have for the day. Also, it's really important for you to have some goals that you create for the week. You know, you might not be able to make all those goals or meet all those goals, but something to keep yourself on track and give yourself little rewards once you make those those milestones, when you accomplish those goals. It could be a walk around the block. It could be, um, you know, you can take 15 minutes, uh, take a 15 minute break, reward yourself. Um, Another thing is, when you write things down, they seem more real and it's easier to stay organized. So like I said, the beginning of each day, review goals and also have um, goals that you set on Monday or whatever would be your work week um, that you try to reach for um, the entire week. It might even be a good idea to do that for the month if you have certain types of of Uh, of a job where uh, having daily, weekly, and monthly goals are relevant. Another thing that um, I think is very, very important, so to keep yourself mentally healthy and energized is that you need an official workspace. I know that that can be challenging. It's a little bit of challenging for me right now too, I have um, my husband who's working, he's an attorney. I've got a high schooler, we're all doing Zoom calls. And normally we could have our own little space carved out, but we're in the middle of getting some renovations done to our basement. So we have to shift things around Uh, so that we can have quiet spaces for zoom calls as I uh, record this right now um, the plumbers in her basement working on the bathroom there and so um, it's important though to have an official workspace where you can disconnect to the extent you can from the responsibilities the noise the distraction of home but also have a place that is uh, organized. You know, even if you have to invest on buying some file folders or some filed holders, some place where the physical distraction of it, you don't have papers all around, you don't have cords all around, um, so that you can stay on track and be motivated and not be distracted by the chaos. And there's some, there's, there's some good science behind that recommendation as well. Another thing is, we're working from home. We don't have our nice office chairs. We don't have our um, wonderful. Um, we don't have our wonderful desks that are ergonomically um, designed. So, what you need to do are to do things that make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You need to um, have, if possible a clear space where you can um, sit upright. Um, You should try to have your feet flat on the floor. um, That avoids a back strain and and, and such. Um, You can find information on how to set up a home office ergonomically by doing some Google searches. I also have an article uh, um, in MSU Today, if you Google that, Angela Hall, MSU Today. How can employees care for their mental health while working from home? Um, and it talks about some things about how you can set up your workspace in a way that is ergonomically correct, that so that you won't have back strain, eye strain, and and such. Because um, you know, on top of everything of this pandemic. You don't want a bad back. You want to try to avoid carpal tunnel syndrome and things like that. Another thing that's very important to do is to make sure that when you're looking at the monitor, that you take regular breaks from looking away from the monitor at least for 20 seconds, and that will help reduce eye strain. And, um, uh, So make sure you take care of your whole body, yourself physically and mentally while you're working at home. And this is also advice that you should give to people that you lead, people that you work with as well. Remember I said that it's important to have a schedule. You want a regular starting time. Well, you want a regular ending time too. It's very easy to think, oh, OK, um, I'm just going to work on this till 9 o'clock at night. Then you have issues of work-life balance. Even if you live by yourself, you need to take care of yourself. You need to schedule downtime. You need to be able to energize and recharge. Those are all super important things. And the we call this boundary management. And the different the the distinction between work and home gets so blurred when you're working at home. And it could be it could evolve to a situation where you feel like you're always at work. You know, you're it's at 12 o'clock at night and you, you can't sleep. You go or you go get a drink of water and you check a quick email. To the extent that you can limit that, that is really good. And know that the the blue light from the computer screen, it you know it, it it'll it'll stimulate your neural activity. It'll affect your your sleep um, cycle. So you need to think about like ending your your uh, screen time uh, in enough time so that you can um, start to wind down. Uh, so that you can get a good night's sleep. Something else that's extremely important is to educate people that you are that you live with even people that you don't live with, but very important for people that you do work with, um, and that, sorry that you live with, that working at home doesn't mean that you're on vacation. You're still at work, so it's easy when people want to come and chit chat. Members of the family, kids, um, you know, don't understand. They want mom. They want dad. Um, attention, and you know, like for a toddler. I don't know how easy it is to convince a toddler because they're so egocentric um, that you know you're you're not there. You can't be there for them 100% of the time. You have to play quietly in the corner while uh, mom or dad does that Zoom meeting. But it's good to start having those conversations, and even with spouses, partners, roommates. Um, people may feel like, wow, you know, um, you are, you've got it easy. You get to stay home all day. Um, you are It's like you're on vacation. But especially they may not understand that if they have the type of a job where they have to go out and go to work. But going uh, to work, I know it can be very, very stressful and dangerous during this pandemic. I am not trying to minimize that whatsoever. But the flip side of that is that a lot of people have those jobs where they go to work and come home. Once they're home, that's it. It's done. They don't have to worry about work in the same way that people who are working from home do. And so you need to really educate them and um, ask them to respect the fact that you um, need time to um To engage in activities that, you know, it's not a quick text. Oh, can you throw this into, throw a load of laundry in? Can you, um, you know, start making dinner? I mean, to the extent that you can do that in a balanced type of way, I guess that's fine. But you shouldn't have to feel that just because you're working at home, that um, all of a sudden you become the primary caretaker for everything that is related to home something that's also very important is that you schedule regular breaks not only regular breaks so that you're not looking at the monitor all the time but just during the workday, stretch walk around the block go have a healthy snack or even like um connecting in a social way with your um with the people that you work with so Working from home can be isolating. Um, I haven't seen some of my um, coworkers for months other than um, at Zoom meeting. Really, I haven't seen any of my coworkers for months other than Zoom Zoom meetings. I've seen no one face-to-face from my office. And that can be isolating. We as human beings are social animals and as such, Um, We need that kind of interaction. So what I suggest that you do, whether you are a person who supervises or manages people or not, is to have regular check-ins with folks, um, with your coworkers, schedule regular check-ins with your boss. They don't have to be long. Um, It could be work-related to say, hey, this is how I'm progressing. This is what I'm doing this week. Um, these are my goals. Um, these are just things I want to give you a heads up for. And then on the other uh, flip side of that, there's a the social aspect of that. Things like virtual um, coffee breaks, or you may have like a book club that you start in your office, or have virtual happy hour. Um, virtual happy hour is cool because if you're at home, you don't need a designated driver, right? If you're having an alcoholic drink, so. It's a situation where um, you need to connect with folks, and some of these may blend work and um, and uh, non-work in a sense that you know you may talk about, hey, um, did you know, like you know, this upcoming like job posting or something like that, that or this upcoming training that you might want to do, and some of those. Um, are, you know, of course, healthy that kind of networking aspect, but some of them should just be where you just communicate as human beings, catch up on how you're doing, how ca- how they're how they're feeling, how their families are feeling. Um, it it's these are stressful times. People are very isolated. Isolated, and I mean there are a lot of people who are, are struggling in many ways. Not only are they struggling financially because how the pandemic may have affected them. But other, th- the fact that there are people who are literally dying in this, and this is really affecting um, communities very, very um, differentially. I was in a training recently that the university conducted, and they were talking about that when um, folks were getting together in a pandemic, there was like, there were some people who were really quiet when they were saying. When I said getting together, I mean like virtually, like through Zoom. They're like, "Well, how are you doing? What'd you do this weekend?" And everyone was, you know, talking. And then like a few people weren't saying anything. And then they realized that um, uh, for a segment of people, and it was interesting because it was heavily a minority group of people. They were they were very quiet, and it was because they had a lot of relatives who were. Um, battling COVID or they were dying from COVID especially early in the pandemic you saw a lot of frontline essential workers being people of color who were um, dying from the pandemic and you know they didn't know how to like say you know how was your weekend oh I watched the game or we watched Netflix and they're like oh I went to a virtual funeral you know to bring it down so think about like other how other people are feeling and perspective taking and know that just reaching out to people can make them feel better and make you feel better in the process. I wanna switch gears and I think I might do another podcast about this separately, but another way that the um, pandemic is affecting people is something that we call um, career fatigue. So if you go on MSU today and you, type in or do a Google search and say, um, how career fatigue is shaping the future of jobs. Um, I have an article up there and um, there've also been, I've also talked to um, a few other uh, media outlets like uh, Fast Company and things like that about uh, remote work, career fatigue and things like that. But one of the things is, um, I talked about in this article, is that a lot of people are saying, you know what? It's just time to peace out of here. I'm just done with this. I, 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 this. This pandemic has made me realize how I want to reset my goals and my priorities. And you know what? That is a healthy way that people are dealing with this. Some people are fe- feeling that they need to transform, Revitalize, change their career because um, they may have been laid off, or they may realize that, you know, I am a frontline type of worker where I have to come direct contact with people, and I don't really feel that safe for me because of my pre existing illnesses or because of pre existing illnesses or concerns of people in my family. Or some people may say, you know, this uh, pandemic has made me realize that I wanna have a job that has more flexibility to be able to spend more time with my family. Or you may have a situation where my child can't go to school in person. So I wanna have a job where I have flexibility when I'm at home. So people are really starting to, to um reevaluate their lives. And I'm not saying that people should do um, make hasty, quick decisions about things. But you're if you're feeling like, hey, I need to change, um, that's OK. A lot of people are feeling that way right now. So this is a good time to explore things. Um, go to webinars. Um, think about going back to school. Uh, think about connecting with people that you haven't connected for a while and seeing about if there are opportunities um, where they work um, because you know the pandemic has changed i think the world forever in the way that even if we get this um coronavirus thing under control um, still people are going to have different expectations on how they do work and like for example there are going to be many people who said you know what now that i have been working from home for the past year I don't know why I ever have to go back to the office. You know, I just don't feel like it's a good fit for me. Um, You're also going to have people who can't wait to get back to the office, but you're going to have a segment of people who are going to say, hey, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, So know that, you know, you can take from the negative from the pandemic and, you know, use it as an opportunity to hit the reset button and be able to, um, you know, change the course and direction of your life. I know that the the pandemic has made me think about things in my own life and value the time that I spend with my teenager. You know, she might be going off to college soon um, if she doesn't decide to go to college locally and it made me appreciate the time. So I just want you all out there to take care of yourself, take care of the people around you, Check in um, with others. And as a person who may manage people, make sure that you're looking at the signs if your employees are in distress, um, regular check ins, and know and familiarize yourself about. Referral service, like your employee assistance plan, uh, community resources, if someone um, like, um, some, like if you have a, wor- a worker who is whose spouse might have lost a job or partner, where you can refer them so they can get assistance. Um, it's very important that we think proactively and we think about um, not only the good of ourselves, but the, the good, uh, for the good of others while we're going through this pandemic. And on that note, I am gonna wrap up this episode of People Talk. Thank you so much for um, joining me and look forward to, I hope you're looking forward to our uh, podcast next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please share it with your friends and colleagues, and remember to subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and visit cxofm.org for more resources.